E-P-G. Inextract. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach, your NAP Tech football team played its home opener and also conference opener this past weekend, and I'm just wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a real fine ball game. I'm real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the field, just like gentlemen. They were a real fine ball game on offense, and our defensive team played a real fine ball game, and our special teams gave a real fine effort out there. And, of course, I want to point out to all the fans that them boys from over to Cinnamon State played a real fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Well, did that combination of fine play on your part result in your first victory of the season? Well, no. I'm real disappointed to point out to all of our fans that uh, the home opener was has been just the same as all the home openers dating all the way back to ever since 1937. We come out on the short end of the score, but I do want to point out that the score was not indicative of the way that we played. And what was that score, Coach? Well, I, I believe it was uh, 84 and zip. You were telling me on our preview program 84 on and zip and uh, we was the zip and they was 84 you were telling me on friday when we were talking about the game plan that you did have a, a good game plan for this contest what went wrong well that's right you know uh, we do have a real fine game plan every week and 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 it seemed like the boys never go out there and follow the game plan it seemed like if they go out there and follow the game plan and we come up with a victory and, and that's what happened they didn't follow the game plan you know we had ourselves a lights camera action, a three keys to victory game plan, and none of them went right. We'll get into that a little bit more right now. Back with Coach Turf after we pause for this message. Follow that game plan, boys. I wonder what that is. Score more than the other team? Hey, Duke. Anyway, the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you this morning by Goulashes. 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 <sighs> what next? <laughs> Goulash. Yes, for the rain. Okay. Coach Turf, we were talking about the game plan for the Cinema State game, and you had a good three-pronged game plan, but uh, it did not work out well. well. That's right. Not only that, there was three parts to it, and none of them worked. We had lights. Camera action are three keys to victory, and, and for the lights part of it, you know, them boys over to Cinema State are used to being matinee folks playing their ball games in the afternoon, so we figured we'd change them up, play the ball game under the lights, play it at night, and hoping all the lights would work. And when we went and throwed the switch for the lights, none of them come on. So we called upon our fans that come to the ball game that night to get in their cars and surround the stadium with their lights on in their cars so we could have some lights for the ball game. And, of course, now the reason for this here program is for all the fans to find out about our show and our program and support our team. And not enough of them come to the ball game last night, and I do want to uh, chastise our fans for that because when they lined up their cars around the field and turned their lights on, there wasn't enough of them on our end. It was dark on our end. Well, what about the other two parts, Coach, of your game plan? Well, the camera part of it, they had all the cameras on their side. You know, they was taking all the pictures. We wanted to save it. And, of course, on the action part, we wanted to initiate the action. But what happened was they initiated all the action by scoring all the touchdowns. They, they scored 12 of them. And, of course, now in the annals of inept tech football, that'll mean that we lost to Cinema State by a dirty dozen. 
Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Ah, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Monday, a whole new week. April 11th, it is. 9.14 in the morning. And a Monday. We got a free-for-all today. We, uh, we apologize. We have another technical error this morning. And uh, 9.70 a.m. is not on the air. I think its signal is on the air, but there's no audio. Um, that's just my... Um, we have some engineers uh, trying to figure it out. And I don't know if it's a problem with... Um, oh, like our lines using Frontier... Um, telephone lines or, or just what but they're uh, they're trying to figure it out themselves so anyway we are on 92 I'm sorry 97.1 FM and um, that's the way it is this morning and uh, I listened to your show Scott sounded pretty good great thank you the FM show always uh, you know, when you compare an AM signal to an FM signal, generally speaking, it's it would be hard to say an AM sig- signal is better in terms of the quality of the sound. Uh, very rare, very rarely does that happen. Anyway, good morning. Um, yeah, it's also also streaming live. Nine seven zero W. Now, why are you distorted back there? I don't know. Pull that closer. Try and speak. Uh, some I'm on number two. Okay, let's get out. Let's get rid of three them. there. There is that better? Hello, hello. Yeah. So three is putting in some noise. Okay, that better. But even you sound distorted back. There. Oh well. Oh well. Get this distortion <laughs> out of here. Well, let me try three. All right. Well, it's going to be worse. Okay. Well, Are you on three? Now I am. How's that? Any better? Well, there's a little background still there rushing noise, but okay. it's, it's maybe not as distorted. Well, I don't let's know. Go, you want to go back to two? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Folks, if you're listening, take these numbers down for a lottery ticket. No, I'm kidding. There's no guarantees with that. What now? That's kind of like the temperatures that have been around here recently with the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at 71 day, and then we're at 44. One day, although I don't think the Powerball numbers go up to 70, but I said these temperature numbers are like Powerball numbers. We're up to 65 one day and 
23 the next morning. So, speaking I don't know of which, we're showing 54 right now yes. here on the Columbus Road. Yeah. We're saying it may hit 70 eventually. Uh, we had a really threatening sky earlier, um, but it didn't, did, it, it kind of went by quickly, and we had some thunder or rather lightning flashes, uh, but um, not a heavy rain. It was quick. And um, I'm going to say it's passed by us for the most part at the moment. Yeah. Um, I started to say earlier, you can listen to us on the live stream as well. Yes. If you have your iPhone, Android, cell phone, uh, computer, whatever. laptop, yeah. desktop. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can tune it in there. Now, if you want to go to this site, just type in WATH Listen Live and hit enter. And you have choices there. Click on where it says, obviously, listen live. And it should pull it right up. You should be able to get the broadcast that way as well. And then on your phones, there's an app. And um, one for each of our stations. Yeah. Download that, and it's uh, there all the time, anywhere you are. Yes. Very easy to do. And if you can patch the phone through your car or vehicle audio system, that will make it sound just like you normally would listen to it. So different ways to check it out and listen to it there. I've had a couple calls this morning to ask if we were off at AM, and I've referred them to all that information we, you just mentioned and that I just mentioned. Sure. Well, in any case, it is April 11th, and um, let's see here. Today is National Pet Day. Nice. Isn't that a wonderful day? Yeah. Anything to do with pets is wonderful yes. for me. National Submarine Day. You ever been in a sub? Uh, only one from a Subway or uh Oh, you mean Pizza a sandwich or, store. Yeah. <laughs> I really get into those. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been in a submarine and down under and everything. It's really... Uh, weird for a couple minutes, and then you kind of get used to it. Hopefully. <laughs> National Cheese Fondue Day. National Barbershop Quartet Day. And National 8-Track Tape Day. Oh, eight, the good old days. 8-Track Tapes. I, I think I missed that era. I think the, the first tape player I ever had... Was cassette? Cassette. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I do remember friends having those tape decks in their cars. Now, since yesterday was Sunday and, and we're, we didn't have the show, I thought I'd bring that sheet in, too. Yesterday was National Siblings Day. National Farm Animals Day. National Encourage a Younger Writer Day. And lastly, National Cinnamon Croissant Day. Ooh, good one. Now, the way they spelled it here is Crescent Day. But I said it right, didn't I? Nation, or is there such a thing as a cinnamon crescent? Um, there's a crescent roll, and there's a croissant. Well, either like a sandwich. We'll go with both. <laughs> yeah. 
because I either one sounds great. Um, All right. I got a message from one of our engineers. Yes. And uh, they're going to take a look at the issue as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, but they think it could be a blown fuse somewhere. We had um, a, a, an announcement earlier amongst our commercials um, from that was voiced by Bill Hoschild. Folks, uh, I hope you have had the opportunity to meet him. He's been a terrific person here in our community. He works so hard on so many efforts. And so many of them are just for the overall good of the community. He was promoting the upcoming race for a reason. That's a big event. I don't know. I, I think I can say thousands participate in it it's certainly close to that number and it's it's kind of neat because you get to design well not design but select what entity locally you would like to support and um, and then you race and, and you can be doing it by a run by bikes by whatever whatever means of racing and you raise monies in behalf of that worthwhile program whatever you've selected this is a big deal and uh, let's see here I keep getting a bunch of messages here alright in any case um, it is it is kind of cool and it's coming up and Scott, do you have any recollection of the day that we just played that announcement? I guess we could do it again. Yeah, we can do it again. Oh, now you're distorted. See? Oh, okay. I just got a text from a few listeners saying that two was better than three. Yes, I can hear the distortion. Yeah. Again, especially here in the headset. Well, we go back to three. Your, your voice is clearer, but there's a noise in the background. Yeah, it's three. much clearer. Let's see if I can get a little closer. Does that help? Um, Submarine? We'll, we'll just say yes. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see here. How do I scroll back just a bit? Well, you, you can't. I'll have to reload it. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all right. We could share a mic. You sound good up here. Um, there it is. Okay, so um, oh, this is with Nico talking. That's all right. Doesn't matter who is giving the message. And this, see, I hit it here, right? Yeah. Okay, so once again, race for a reason. We had um, Bill Hoschild earlier. This time, um, it's somebody else. Uh, Nico, I think. Ohio Health presents the 10th annual Race for a Reason on April 23rd, the largest multi-race charity-based fundraising event in Southeast Ohio. Test your skills in the Quidel 5K presented by OUCU Financial with a scenic run along the Hawking River. For more information and to register, go to ohioraceforareason.org. The Ohio Health Race for a Reason. What's your reason? Now, 
if I'm not mistaken, they even have some events that are meant for uh, people who are not terribly athletic. Uh, maybe it's because of their age or an injury or something like that. And, uh, you know, this is going to sound really silly. Or not silly, but um, weird. Um, but they might have a, a rocking chair race. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're very creative down there. So, um, folks, um, I encourage you to reach out to the Race for the Reason organization to help support our community. All right? Yes, that is a big race here in the area. One of the more, I think, well-known events here in this area as well. And we get a lot of help from the Sports Administration graduate program. Yes, um, and and, um, and other campus entities as well. Yeah, to go along with uh, events like okay. Boogie on the Bricks, uh, things like that. You and I just should share a mic up The here. dinner. Uh, well, I just got a text from people who are saying it sounds much better, much more clear on two. Well, then it's my headphones. I don't uh, know. Might, might be let me, mine, let me too. Let go over here to one side. Okay. Okay, now I'm listening to 97.1. Okay. Rather than our program output. Talk to me. Okay, I am on mic number two. You do sound better. You do sound better. What is going on here? Okay. I call them uh, computer gremlins or soundboard gremlins. We have had our share recently. Yes. Or more than our share. Yeah. Well, Well, we'll get it figured out. We always do. Well, on this date in history, this date being 11th of April, in the year 1512, the Battle of Ravenna, French forces under Gaston de Foy defeat the Holy League in a major battle of the Italian Wars. We move then to the year 1783, hostilities formally cease in the American Revolutionary War. 1814, Napoleon Bonaparte abdicates unconditionally and he is exiled to the island of Elba out in the out in the Mediterranean. 1868, Shogun Shogunate don't know if I said it well or not. Shogunate is abolished in Japan. I assume that's a person. 1955. A chartered Air India plane, the Kashmir Princess, is bombed and crashes into the South China Sea in a failed assassination attempt on Zhou Enlai by a Kuomintang secret agent. <coughs> They're really challenging my pronunciation today. 1968, President Lyndon B. Johnson signs the 1968 Civil Rights Act. 
1979, Tanzania Army captures Kampala, the capital of Uganda, forcing Ugandan dictator Idi Amin to flee into exile in Libya. 2015, Barack Obama and Raul Castro meet in Panama, the first meeting of U.S. and Cuban heads of state since the Cuban Revolution. Bunch of things happen on that date, this date over history. Okay, famous birthdays. Um, Kuklinski, Richard K-U-K-L-I-N-S-K-I. He was born on this date in 1935. He died in 2006. Who is that? Richard Leonard Kuklinski, also known as the Iceman, was an American criminal and convicted murderer. Why do they have these people on here? But anyway, he was engaged in criminal activities for most of his adult life. He ran a burglary ring and distributed pirated pornography. Oh, my. We need that stuff. Just glorious. Yeah. By the way, glamorize things like this. Okay, now Septimius Severus. Severus. Septimius Severus. This is one of those pictures in which you have a concrete uh, statue, right? Yeah, the old granite head again. He was a Roman emperor from 193 to 211. He was born in Leptis Magna in the Roman province of Africa. As a young man, he advanced through the customary succession of offices under the reigns of Marcus Aurelius and Commodus. George Canning, C-A-N-N-I-N-G, born in 1770, died in 1827. What was his thing? George Canning was a British... Tory statesman, he held various senior cabinet positions under numerous prime ministers, including two important terms as foreign secretary, finally becoming prime minister of the UK for the last 118 days of his life from April to August of 1827. We have, uh, of, of the famous birthdays today, only one who is still living. It's that of Ethel Kennedy celebrating her 94th birthday today. And uh, let me see, help me get in my mind fixed where who she was married to and so on. And she so was on. married to Robert Kennedy, Robert. RFK. Yeah. She was an American human, human rights advocate, the widow of U.S. Senator Robert F. Kennedy, a sister-in-law of President John F. Kennedy, and the sixth child of George Skakel and Anne Brannock. Um, two, um, two famous deaths to recall, and uh, only one of them was I familiar with, am I familiar with, but the first one was Enver Hoxha, H-O-X-H-A, and Mr. Hoxha, Hoxha, was born in 1908. He died in 1985. 
He was an Albanian communist politician. He was the first secretary of the Party of Labor of Albania from 1941 until his death in 1985. Wow, 44 years. The second famous death and the, the last one for the day is Maria Talci. She was born in 1925, died in 2013, and if I recall, she was a, a ballet dancer. Spell last name? T-A-L-L-C-H-I-E-F. Tall Chief. Tall Chief. Uh, she was an American ballerina, considered yep. America's first major prima Ballerina. She was the first Native American to hold the rank and is said to have revolutionized ballet. Almost from birth, Tall Chief was involved in dance, starting formal lessons at age three. And uh, let's see, trying to list some of her productions, and it doesn't list any. Hmm. You know, on our staff, we have a number of attractive people in and guys gals both but i just have a hunch that sky could be a ballerina now sky folks you hear afternoons from four to six here first of all her height is exceptional her shape is exceptional um i just had you know i think she probably missed a calling then but um why am I saying this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Just a hunch. Okay, now here's another one that I ju- we just got to dig into a little bit. Ellie, E-L-I-E, this is a man. Weisel, W-I-E-S-E-L. Eli Weisel was now, a- Romanian-born American writer, professor, political activist, Nobel laureate, and Holocaust survivor. He authored 57 books written mostly in French and English, including Night, a work based on his experiences as a Jewish prisoner in the Auschwitz and Buchenwald concentration camps. Well, you got way ahead of me, which is good. No, I'm not complaining. Okay. Um, I didn't know you had more. But here is, you know, this is a person that um, it's neither a birth nor a death. It's just someone they want to recognize. And this guy was pretty remarkable. And I had some knowledge of him. Um, And indeed, he was uh, a prisoner in the Buchenwald concentration camp. He was a Jew. Um, But after all of that, he went on to become a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Pretty remarkable guy. Okay, now I think I had a caller a moment ago, but it went dark on me, so let me just double-check here. Where's my phone button? Okay, yeah, it's still dead. Okay, so I'll clear that line. If someone was trying to reach me, I apologize. We'll try to keep a closer eye on the phones. All right. 
I received my third booster this weekend. Or actually, I guess it was last Friday. It was a very easy process. Um, you know how we've had these large get-togethers for booster shots and the regular um, vaccines and everything dealing with COVID. But um, the way it's being done right now is that I guess certain drugstores, but in our case, we simply went down to the health department there next to the fairgrounds. We walked in, boom, boom. It was done. You wait 15 minutes because they want to make sure there's no reaction. And then you leave. So we added another entry onto our vaccination card. That being the third booster. And I know there's a lot of, what would you call it, um, some people say it's a good thing. Some are scared of it. Folks, I can't say with a deeper heart than I am right now. Please, take care of yourself out there and do get the vaccine. Now we have a caller. Good morning. Good morning. You were speculating this morning that Sky Hope would make a great ballerina. <laughs> And I call that speculation because I think she's a, too tall for that. She is tall. She is tall. I met her one time in the Kroger supermarket, and uh, and I'm not, well, I'm height challenged. I am too. And the older you get, the more height challenge you get. You so, mean the more sensitive you get to it? No, you get less. Oh, you, you shrink. Height. Yeah, I yes. get it. I have I've not done the shrinking at all. I've just never got over five five. You haven't measured yourself. <laughs> oh, you saying I have shrunk? You probably have. Okay. Not maybe width wise, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciated that. Well, you know, join the crowd. Okay. I mean <laughs> <laughs> So that's where our height goes. But I think generally speaking, at least from my knowledge of ballet they're generally shorter. Oh, I think anybody's shorter than Sky. Um, uh, now, the next question is, is that a made-up name? No. Because she can reach the sky, you know. Oh, oh, no. I thought it was her nickname. Oh, well, maybe that's, I'm wrong. That's not her first real name. That's what I'm talking about. You guys okay. have... I don't know, names. then. I don't know. I, I think I... Oh, you hired or you do, too, no. No, seriously. <laughs> oh, you do, too. <laughs> okay. You just fool us out here in Radio Land. Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I well, believe um, she has formally adopted that as a real name. I see. And I've seen it on forums. So... And the tax man cometh, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, one can change their name formally. For, formally. You can and change people do name. that. Yeah. Even with uh, within relative families, we've seen that. Mm -hmm. That, that yes. Um, matter of fact, just, oh, maybe a week or two ago, some guy 
was doing something with the gas meters, and he, he started talking, and the next thing you know, he's talking about his brother who, who has uh, the original spelling of a name, and the other one has taken an L out of the middle of the <laughs> So people do that. Maybe they do that when they're mad at each other, from what I understand. <laughs> people get mad. Uh, who knows the reason, right? Yeah. Right. And they don't even have to be married, so, you know, <laughs> to each other sure. when you change your name, too. So, anyway, enough of this stuff. And e- enough have- of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a good morning. Okay, you too. Bye. Sky is um, in a, not the sky Bye. we're talking about, but rather sky in the sky. Darkened up here a little bit just in the last few minutes. Maybe we might have another cloudburst headed our way. Um. I don't know. Just for kicks, um, take a peek at the radar, would you? Sure. And see what would what it looks like out there. In the meantime, let's get into some of the deeper news. Uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Has now met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. This happened on Saturday during a surprise visit to the capital of Kiev. Kept under wraps until after Johnson arrived, the United Kingdom pledged 120 armored vehicles and anti ship missile systems to the Ukraine following the visit. The clandestine trip came a week after Russian forces withdrew from the region, having failed to capture Kyiv. A number of alleged atrocities had been revealed in the wake of their departure. Ukrainian officials say more than 5,600 potential war crimes are now under investigation. Reports suggest Russia has shifted its focus to the east, home to the separatist Donbas region. Western officials suggest a full-scale invasion in the area may begin this week. Over the weekend, Russia appointed General Alexander V. Dvokornov to lead the operation, He's described as a seasoned commander with experience fighting in Syria. And he will now be leading the military operation. (sighs) Okay, Johnny Depp, he's in the news. A $50 million defamation lawsuit brought by the actor Johnny Depp against his former wife Amber Heard begins today in a Virginia court, the latest in a year-long battle, legal battle, following the pair's 2017 divorce. At the center of the case is a 2018 op-ed published by 
heard in the Washington Post implying allegations of domestic abuse against Depp. Well, the couple's relationship began on the set of the 2011 film The Rum Diaries and quickly became the um, tumultuous... um, No, I didn't read that right. And quickly became tumultuous. They were married then in 2015... Heard filed for a divorce after one year, claiming Depp was abusive. Depp denied the allegations, countering the accusations of domestic violence by Heard. Well, the legal battles have pushed a number of salacious details of the couple's relationship into public view. And I think I've heard enough of this. The point is, It's in the court system. Pakistan and uh, Prime Minister Imran Khan was removed from office over the weekend after losing a no-confidence vote in the country's parliament. While no prime minister has successfully completed a five-year term in Pakistan's history, the former cricket star becomes the first ousted via a no-confidence vote. While critics blamed Khan for mismanaging the economy, analysts noted he had lost the support of both Pakistan's powerful military and a smaller coalition party needed to remain a parliamentary majority. The opposition bloc, now in control of the government, is expected to appoint um, Shabazz Sharif, who is the brother of the three-time former prime minister, Nawaz Sharif. Meanwhile, in France, President Emmanuel Macron and conservative populist challenges Marie Le Pen advanced to an April 24th presidential runoff election with polls suggesting a tight race over the final two weeks of campaign. from that report. While you're searching there, I did have a chance to look at the radar, and it is uh, still going to be raining here in this area, and the Weather Channel forecast says through 2 p.m., and uh, rain showers are way down in, uh, what would it be, the western part of Tennessee and Kentucky, and heading northeast toward us. Some could be heavy at times. Yeah. All right. Well, turning our attention to the New York Times, they too have a um, a section, of course, on the the violent weekend in Ukraine, and they too remark that it shows how Russia's goals are shifting. 
Russia's attacks on Ukrainian civilians and soldiers in recent days have made clear that its withdrawal from northern Ukraine is more an attempt to reset Vladimir Putin's invasion than a full retreat. The focus is now on the battle for eastern Ukraine, where Russian forces have deployed brutal brutal tactics. Russia will likely continue to bomb cities across the country to keep Ukraine from sending troops to resources, rather troops and resources, to the east, the experts said. But the bulk of the Russian soldiers on the ground, including newly hired mercenaries and Syrian troops, will set up camp and fight in eastern Ukraine. Uh, Let's see. Julian Barnes, he's part of the New York Times staff. Um, Russian officials have learned some of their lessons. They spread out their forces too much. They've realized that. They used poorly trained forces to try to take Kiev. And he added the underestimated Ukrainians. They underestimated them. So what happens after the battle for the Donbass region? And whether Russian forces will shift their focus back to the rest of the Ukraine is less clear. I don't think anybody can know right now. That's according to Mr. Julian. I don't think Putin can know. So... Scott, have you simply come to a simple answer? Why does the Russia want to mess with the Ukraine? Well, like I've said previously, it's just my feelings that from what I've read and heard and been told by those that are in the know, so to speak, is that Putin feels threatened by NATO and feels threatened that Ukraine is going to join NATO, which will influence and deter their determination for communism. And by joining NATO, that makes Putin think they are going to become a democracy, which I don't know why he thinks that, because for me, they kind of already are. But he, he does not want the democracy to spread to his neighboring, uh, country there. I shouldn't say his, but the neighboring country of Russia in Ukraine. And I, for me, I think that's the, the bottom line. And he wants things the way they used to be under the old uh, Union of the Soviet Socialist Republic, the USSR. And he wants that return to a communist country. Right. So from what I'm gathering, that's... That's the biggest thing that, that people that, that are in the high levels of government are saying. Anyway, so, uh, you know, every time you see that video, the footage on there, those poor people being 
slaughtered, massacred. They were living in their homes mm-hmm. a month ago, you know, doing their normal routines, getting home from work, making dinner. Mass graves. Relaxing, watching TV, and now they don't even have a place to go. No, no f- food readily available like it would be in their kitchens. Um, clothing that they probably only have on their back and, you know, maybe a suitcase or a handbag or two. I, I read Children. some things that <clears throat> seem impossible to me. And yet I swear I read them. Do you like cabbage? Yeah. I do too. Supposedly, the Ukraine is the number one producer of cabbage. Yeah, I, d- I think I did see that, too. And there's all sorts of things that they that are unique. I don't know. That the, I'm, I'll change that. There are all sorts of grains and things like that that, that Ukraine produces in which they're in the top one, two, or three, or four in the world in producing. Oh, yeah. Wheat, maize, corn, barley. They are Simply also amazing. the dominant exporter of sunflower oil. Um, iron, steel, mining products, agricultural products, chemical products. You know, in our... I, this is way off topic. In our house, we've gotten into a new fad pistachios we both Pat and I are thoroughly enjoying pistachios now where do pistachios come from now I do have in my recollection in my brain history remember the actress Julie Andrews oh yes the sound of music yeah. Yep. And many others. Yes, many others. I believe she owned a pistachio farm and was, like, famous for it on the big island of Hawaii. Now, see what you can find out about pistachios. And, you know, what process do they have to go through before you serve them? Because, you know, they, it all seems like they've been in salt. And then their shells kind of open up. And you peel away those two sides and eat the tiny little thing inside. Yep. Uh, a member of the cashew family. It is. Yes. It's a small tree originating from Central Asia and the Middle East. And the tree produces seeds that are widely consumed as food. Pistachia vera is often confused with other species in the uh, pistachia that are also known as pistachio. Um, Let's see. How many pistachios should you eat in a day? They're very nutritious, offer several health benefits, especially for the heart, gut, and waistline. Really? Yes. Keep it up. So, with our caller earlier, um, <laughs> thank you. Making reference to my width, to your measurements, <laughs> there too. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Regular, guy. Regular. Well, you know, I'm just trying to help uh, you here. You know, 
And uh, regularly eating pistachios may help improve health and well-being, but people should stick to plain unsalted pistachio nuts in their shells and avoid eating more than one ounce per day. Oh, my, that's hardly any. That is. What happens if you eat too many pistachios? We've got one minute left. Okay. Fiber spikes can lead to several health issues, including irritable bowel syndrome, stomach cramps, malabsorption, and even pain in the abdomen. So be aware if you chow down on the pistachios. Well, there's plenty going on in this world, and uh, this week we'll keep you up to date. Um... We've also got some reports that we've stacked up here recently that are kind of interesting, and that's why we brought them in. Yep. We'll dig them out and share them with you. At the moment, we do not have any guests this week, but that can change. Um, let's see here. I got a grandson playing baseball this year for Athens. High school? Yeah. Good. And he's... Uh, just recovered from a minor injury, and so I'm expecting to see him play some this week. That's great. That was one of the most fun spring times of my youth, playing baseball at Athens High School. So Andrew Weber I'm talking about. Go, Andrew. Go, Bulldogs. Go, Andy. All right, so let's see here. What's the time on the clock? Ten seconds. Folks, have a wonderful day out there. Remember, it's likely to rain several times off and on as the day continues. And um, there you go. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. As this army volunteer in eastern Ukraine prepares to face approaching Russian forces. Everybody a bit scared. That's normal. That's war. Ukraine is preparing for a robust Russian offensive in the east. New satellite images show an eight-mile convoy of Russian military vehicles headed to the Donbass region. Ukrainian army volunteers are digging in and short on weapons. Some towns have emptied out as civilians flee the violence. CBS's Naomi Ruckham, Germany's foreign minister, says there's strong evidence of Russian war crimes in Ukraine. In Washington, the Biden administration announces new rules today targeting what are known as untraceable ghost guns. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has more. While they make up just a 